Welcome to the Southern Glow Podcast. My name is Carrie Hyatt Richmond. I'm a wife, extra needs mama, homeschool teacher, fantasy author, and empath. I'm here with one goal in mind, to enrich your entire world by empowering you to live in it authentically and honestly as the exact soul you were sent here to be. It's time to release all the outdated cultural paradigms, generational facades, and hectic patterns that are draining the magic out of your days. By choosing to anchor back into your soul and to reconnect with your intuition, you will compose a unique harmonic identity that enriches every aspect of your life. I cannot wait to share all the tools, shifts, and rituals that you can implement to step into the reality you've been longing for. I know that we're going to have the best time connecting, so thank you for pushing play today. Now, let's reclaim your glow. Hello, welcome back. I am so happy that you're here. I am home with my son. He, I wasn't going to say he's homesick today, but he's home every day. He homeschools. <laughs> so our day is just a little different. Um... I have some flexibility in my day. Um, so I thought, actually, I didn't think first I decided I needed to get on the treadmill this morning because I was just feeling really gross. When I got on the treadmill, I realized why my iFit calendar was happy to remind me that I only got on the treadmill once in September, once in August, and that was pretty much it. So here we are in November. <laughs> So now I know why my body is just feeling not aligned and not very happy. I am naturally a very active person and love to run. It soothes my soul. I probably shouldn't even call it running. I move at a very glacial pace. Let's call it jogging. But I don't run for the sake of trying to hit PRs and stuff like that. I just I just do it because it feels good. I love it. Um but while I was on the treadmill this morning, I decided to download and listen to the podcast I dropped where I talk about breaking up with my best friend or how she broke up with me. She dumped me. And to be honest, I think it was still kind of traumatic to even record that. I also felt discombobulated because I was at our farmhouse and it was not even what I had been intending on recording that day. It was just a lot of things. And at the end of it, I thought, I don't even remember what I said. <laughs> I should probably listen to this. And so I listened to it while I was walking on the treadmill this morning and just had this realization that it seemed really important that I do a follow-up to that episode. Um. I'll link it below in case somehow you stumbled here first, but it, it was called something like my best friend dumped me. Um, because while I touched on the significant trauma of that entire relationship and its ending and the impact it had on my life and the healing journey it took me on, really how that whole lesson just came full circle for me here in the last four years. And I'm sorry if you guys can hear my son screaming. <laughs> he's super happy. He's not he's not in pain. He's upstairs playing um, Nintendo. <laughs> he's really happy right now playing Majora's Mask. Um, he's found ways to get all of these. Oh, here he comes. He's screaming. I did it. I did it. I'm going to pause this and pick back up in a minute. Okay, I'm back. He's so precious. Um, 
he just did something big in that game. I'm, he told me what it was. I'm not even sure. What's so crazy is I've played and beat that game, and but it's been so many years ago. When he talks to me about it now, I kind of don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> it's kind of sad. You'd think I would remember it more. I guess that's my mom brain. Um, but anyway, where were we? Um, so, yeah, that's right. So I was able to touch on all the trauma that that caused me, kind of the healing journey I went on. And I was happy that I wrapped it up where I did just kind of touching on really that full circle lesson for me, which was a deeply ingrained trust in God, that whenever he gives me all the signs, and if I choose to ignore them and continue trucking along the wrong path, He will lovingly and forcefully sweep in, make really bold moves on my behalf to redirect and realign me. And I feel like that can be true across the board, not just limiting this analogy to friendships or marriages or, you know, businesses. I mean, it could be true for anything, so I'm not trying to limit it. I'm just keeping on with this current example. So it always makes sense. Um... But all that being said, there's a bigger component to this specific story that I didn't get to touch on in the previous episode that I'd like to revisit, and that's the positive side. And I guess you could argue that the positive side is where I left off in my realization and memory that everything is always working out for me, not for my happiness. That's key. People think you say that, and it's like, well... If everything's working out for me, I'm not getting everything I want. No, sometimes tough love is still love. And in the end, it's what you needed, not what you wanted. Um, But really, the thing I think I wanted to revisit here was what you do next. What comes next? (laughs) You realize you've been in all these relationships that aren't working, that you, you need to get away from or have been forcefully removed from your life. How do you actually call in your tribe? And so I thought I'd like to touch on that because it's pretty simple with two massive questions. And I'll touch on those in just a minute. But it's important to clarify really the energy that you need to approach this with. Um, Part of my growth and my healing journey was realizing that I had not been true to myself for a long time. I think as someone who not only is a people pleaser, but from a very young age has always walked a really different path and felt very not of this world, I guess. I've always struggled to find core friends and souls my entire life. I mean, we're talking probably kindergarten through, you know, current day. Um, And the world and social media especially you know, can be pretty savage. And it has very fixed views on what a healthy friendship looks like. And when I say that, you know, I'm doing like little air quotes in the air. Nobody can see me, but you know, it's, oh, social media is just a web that is so easy to get entangled in. And I actually have a very specific (laughs) analogy that I'm going to share with you guys here in just a few minutes. But essentially, I began wearing a lot of masks and trying to show up in ways for people that I just thought they wanted me to show up. Um, So I was trying to please them. And also I was trying to just make it easy for them to love and accept me. 
which in hindsight is really just, it was calling in the opposite of what I wanted. It was almost an energetic front of flowery rooted in a deep sense of unworthiness. It just felt very needy and insecure. And, you know, when you're just coming to relationships with this deep desire to be welcome and part of the group, whether it's for you or not, I think you're setting yourself up for the toxicity. But I mean, so yeah, in doing this, I was essentially sending out a massive negative energetic vibe that, of course, resulted in me calling in the absolute wrong people. Um, and I think I didn't, you know, actually I did. I think deep down, I knew. I knew that they were the wrong people and I had no desire to really be there. I was just, I think I justified sticking around in a lot of the groups that I did because I think I justified that it was better to be in a yucky relationship than to be alone. And I feel like a lot of people could probably resonate with that. Um, that hits really hard even now. I have so much compassion for that young and insecure version of myself. She went through a lot. Um, but so for a long time, I clung to really unhealthy relationships because I felt that I needed them to belong and to look like I was doing okay. <laughs> so maybe I'll reflect on that for a bit. Um, the Instagram comparison, that is real. And I know it's something that we all deal with every single day in different capacities. You know, pretty much any post you scroll by at this point, it could be something. It could be work-related. It could be personal. It could be beauty. It could be clothing, you know, anything. Um, if you go into your Instagram in the wrong mindset, which is a whole other topic, um, which, you know, we could always dig into energetic Instagram <laughs> alignment or cleanses some other time. But for the sake of today, I'm going to try to stay on task because uh, I really want to share this story. So I'm scrolling through my feed. I, I don't remember if this is, you know, coinciding with this breakup, if it had already happened or I was still healing or whatever. But it was in that span of years because I remember I still had my small shop the Sugar Bean Bow Company. It was still active. And so I was running these two Instagram pages for it. So I was on Instagram a lot. And so anyway, I'm scrolling through one day and see this woman that I'm friends with. And it's this group picture of her and like 15 other women. And it was just the beginning. I don't know. Maybe it just populated in my feed more for a period of time or something. But it was just the beginning of me seeing for months on end, all these posts, and it was always the same core group of women. It was like they were this massive BFF group on Instagram, and they were always doing big things, you know, fancy dinners downtown, huge backyard parties that looked like they were, that must have cost, I don't even know how much money, and, and catered by celebrity chefs, and you know, Things like straight out of Pinterest that are totally not in my realm. And they were always out celebrating holidays or each other. It was just like the epitome of the worst Instagram comparison trap you could have fallen to <laughs> at that specific time in my life when I was, it was, it just really highlighted how much I felt lack in that area. But I fell, I fell into the trap. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I'm looking at these pictures of them over the months and all the while I'm dealing with lots of big stuff on my own. Um, you know, my neurodivergent son was way younger back then. Oh my goodness. That was a whole nother ballpark of, of craziness and stress and just trying to survive. Um, with a traveling husband, he has always traveled from the day we got married, never stopped or slowed down when we had children. I think it just picked up more. So half the time I'm a single mom. And then I was juggling my small shop at the same time. So it was just a lot of plates spinning for me. And there was just a lot of emotional stuff going on. But for some reason, this was something that I felt the need to tack on there. which is just, just crazy. But I did it. So you know, I kept looking at these pictures and really one day it just hit me. I had this just nasty feeling. Actually, it was simply downright disgusting. At first surface level, I thought it was jealousy. And I think at the same time I knew it wasn't. So I kind of kept mulling it over. And then after a while it hit me, I was triggered. (laughs) I caught myself being absolutely triggered by this group of fancy women. Thankfully, I was like far enough along in my, my own healing journey at this point to realize that a trigger is an opportunity to turn inward and reflect on what's going on inside of you. A trigger essentially is a homing beacon to stop you dead in your tracks (laughs) So you can turn around and ask yourself some really big questions. And really the biggest question that I usually revert to when I feel a trigger that never fails me, it's like a great starting point because it's a continuing dialogue. You don't just ask one question and figure it out and move on. You start with this big question and it is, what is the story I'm telling myself here? I am being triggered by this group of super happy, bubbly, fancy, well-to-do women. And it, it was just so necessary that I take a step back to decipher what the actual story I was telling myself was. Was the story I was telling myself, I don't even know, um, that to be a successful woman in life and business, I must also have a huge, noticeable Instagram successful friendship too. And then, you know, you have to show it off flamboyantly on social media. You know, actually, I think that was, that was probably the story I was telling myself. So that was it. So that was the first question is honing in on, okay, what is the story I'm telling myself here? And it was that to be a successful woman in life and business, I had to have what they had, right? So if this is the story that I'm telling myself, then what does that mean? That's your second question. If that's the story, what are you making it mean? What does it mean? So what I was making that mean is that if I don't have what they have, what these women have, I must be failing because my relationships don't look like this. So in essence, I'm doing it wrong because I don't have a core group of 15 women who are super fancy We don't go out to fancy dinners all the time. I don't have nice dress up backyard parties with all the twinkle lights and and actual China. (laughs) I don't have that. So there's something wrong with me. I'm not keeping up, right? So you see the lies. Do you see how quickly and deeply these stories and internal narratives like spiral out of control? It is absolutely wild. 
so wild to follow the rabbit hole of your own subconscious dialogue. I am just so grateful that I know what I know now about triggers so I can use them to my advantage. You know, there was a big period of my life where I would feel a trigger and avert it. So then you're not healing and you're staying in denial and you're possibly even just getting worse off. But when I recognize them now for what they are, that opportunity to dig deeper and reevaluate, you know, you can use them to your advantage and not just growth wise, but also just for baseline happiness, essentially using them to get clear on what I do want to call into my life has made every aspect of it so much better. They are just such an incredible opportunity to reevaluate. So what I did here after that was really important. I paused. <laughs> I got off of social media. I took some time to reflect in my journal. Now, you guys, I'm a writer. I am not a journaler. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I only pull out my journal when I'm on a mission to dig deep. It's, I guess, you know... I don't know. And, and definitely a side note here. If, if you're going to do this and pull out your journal, which I, I highly recommend, even if you're like me and you don't call yourself a journaler, like I'm not a person who keeps a diary and writes all the things down every day or anything. I'm When I'm pulling out my journal, I am doing work on Carrie. <laughs> like, but if you decide to do that, which I highly recommend, definitely allow your pen to flow freely without judging whatever comes up because that is the only way that it can be productive and you can get really crystal clear and have these deep realizations is just let it come out. Don't judge it. Just let it come out. Um, so anyway, what I discovered from my journaling session was immensely helpful. And actually the thing that brought me from having so many toxic and artificial and hurtful relationships to having an abundance of real, genuine, warm nurturing relationships. And now it's the fun part because I'm going to tell you how to do it. <laughs> okay, so I'm clear on the story I was telling myself. I reflected and asked myself a bigger question. And that, that bigger question really in essence was, do I want this? Do I even want what these women seemingly have? Would that fill my cup? So if I put this desire to have a relationship that looks like this Instagram post out into the universe and continue seeking people and relationships that, according to social media, were fulfilling this exact picture, and all these fancy ladies came to me, would that actually fill my soul? Y'all, I'm so glad I took the time to reflect on that because the immediate answer in my heart was a huge no. Like, big, fat stop. No. <laughs> Absolutely do not want that. Um, and oh my gosh, zero judgment if you do. And if I was just describing your squad, please take no offense whatsoever. I'm just saying I had this realization that that type of group is not for me. I hate getting dressed up. I probably resonate more with... Adam Sandler than anything. I mean, I, I, I probably look like Adam Sandler just left a yoga studio nine times out of 10. I hate going downtown. I hate it. There's too many people. The traffic is horrible. It is just so not my vibe. And to sit through all those fancy dinners, 
oh my gosh, I can't even imagine the scheduling of that. That just, even thinking about trying to schedule that many things sounds like a nightmare to me. And to have to do that, what, 14 times a year? Because <laughs> if you're going for like one birthday for each person, I mean, to me, that sounds quite torturous. To you, that might be a huge heck yes. And yes, that's what I'm calling in. And yes, that's what I want. Not judging it. I'm just saying this is what I got clear on. And that was a big piece of me. So, you know, having asked these big questions and going inward without the judgment, what surfaced was like a breath of fresh air. I was able to breathe and let go of what was not for me. I was able to release that trigger and that icky feeling that I had because actually, no, I love that for them. That is so beautiful. And how fun that they do all these little fancy shenanigans. But that is not for me. And so I was able to release that and then move on. So finally, I navigate to the next question, which is the final and the biggest. Okay, so I'm clear that that's not what I want. So what type of friendship am I looking to call into my life? And this is where it gets to be really fun. I mean, be specific. Pen to paper, dream out what these relationships look like. What do you guys do? Where do you go? And, you know, bigger picture and probably more importantly, how do they make you feel? What do they offer your soul? When you get crystal clear on, uh, first of all, who you are, and then second, what you're calling in, that is when every relationship you have changes and in the best way. The right people will come in. They'll be drawn by your desires and your vibe. And, you know, I know the word manifest is really popular right now and tossed around a lot. And also there's a lot of negative connotations with that in the religious community. So, I mean, I use it with a grain of salt. I mean, to some extent, I don't sit here and actively manifest things, at least not at this point in my journey. But also I have seen a direct reflection of me energetically seeking out things and putting desires out into the universe and getting them. (laughs) So I can tell you, you know, firsthand that when you are able to hone in on exactly what you want and focus on the positive feelings and the positive desires, not the lack, that's important too. Don't just put a big list out there that says, I do not want this, that it should not feel like this, you know, because you're just putting more negative stuff out there. And that for me has never been successful either. So you're going to want to focus on the positives. It makes me feel this way, all these positive ways. These are the fun things we do. These are the things we, we support each other with or learn from each other. And, you know, that's when the right people will come in because, You're really able to receive the people who are meant for you and just let the rest gently fall away when you're crystal clear on your vision and your vibe and your tribe. And you already know in your core and in your heart who is for you. So personal example, I, and this is kind of funny too. Oh gosh, I just looked at the clock. I might have to pause this and pick up in a minute. I'll try to tell this really fast. Um, I had a friend, more of an acquaintance, we'll call her an acquaintance, that I worked with years ago. Before children, early in my marriage, we worked together for a couple of years, ended up leaving that job when I had my son and just kind of inadvertently broke ties with everyone that worked there. It just, you know, none of us were really like super duper close or anything. 
And fast forward to me getting crystal clear on my vision and what I'm calling in and what I want. And one of the women that I used to work with comes back into my life. And it's so crazy, crazy beautiful, crazy wonderful, all the things because when we knew each other then, both of us still had a lot of healing to do and neither one of us was really showing up authentically in our lives. But I think it's really beautiful because I acknowledge that season as a time where our paths needed to cross so that when they crossed again, most recently, we had that prior connection that would get the conversation going. And this woman now is back in my life big time, more than ever before. We've connected on so many levels. We are both going through so many of the same things. And that was one of the specific things that I sent out into the universe is that I truly desire someone who understands what I'm going through to help support me through this transitional time of curiosity and change and and spiritual growth and just someone who gets it. (laughs) And you guys, I can't even. We are going through so many of the same things and are just able to support each other. And it's just been such a beautiful friendship that has blossomed from a person from my past that if you'd have told me two years ago, even that, oh, this girl from the past is going to come back and y'all are really going to click and vibe. I would have thought, no way, you know, we were never, you know, like that, you know, back then. But it was so important that we bumped into each other again all these years later at that perfect time in our paths. And I have full confidence that it's because I knew exactly what I was looking for in that friendship. And and that's not the only one. It's just the floodgates open when you allow yourself to receive what is meant for you and you're coming to it from a place of genuine knowing of who you are, what you want, And then allowing yourself to receive it, which is probably a whole conversation on its own. That was a big struggle for me for a long time was actually allowing myself to receive good things. It's almost like I was sabotaging myself all the time. But I am going to go pick up my daughter. Uh, (laughs) She gets a little uh, hangry when I'm late and don't show up with her snack. Um, But I hope you guys enjoyed this follow-up. I felt like it really more fully brought that first conversation full circle because there's life after loss. It continues on, you know, you don't, if you focus too much on the people that walk out, then you're not able to clearly perceive the new people that are brought in to fill their place. And, you know, some friends are for a season, some are for a lifetime, some are for lessons And I don't know. Yeah, I just, maybe we'll end it there. I just, it felt really important to me that I also share, you know, not only the lessons that I learned and the trauma, but the beautiful relationships that have come into my life since because I now know how to show up as my authentic self and how to navigate the type of reality that I want. And I really hope this is helpful to anyone else who is also struggling with, you know, losing a person or something in their life. You know, it'll feel like a void for a while, 
in the first episode, I talk a lot about healing and taking the time to do that. And that is absolutely important. So don't skip any of what I talked about in the first episode. I will link it below. Um, But for moving forward through that, you've done the healing and you are like, okay, here I am. I'm good. I'm healed. I've learned so much. And now I am ready. I am ready to receive what is meant for me and what is next for me. That is when all the fun stuff starts. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Nothing lights my soul up more than sharing the deeply impactful tools and rituals that I've gathered along my own journey. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with someone you love and be sure to subscribe. It's absolutely free and will ensure that you never miss out on the latest. I love connecting with my readers and listeners. So reach out to me on Instagram. Let me know what topics you'd love to have covered in future episodes. If you're looking for a dreamy fantasy read, book one of my debut series, The Unseen Realm, is available now on Amazon. So be sure to grab a copy of Eyes on Fire today. You can find all the links you need in today's show notes. Our time together has come to an end. So until we meet again, take good care of yourself and look for the magic in every day.